You ready for this shit? I think I'm ready for this shit. I think I'm definitely ready. Rookie Fever, the show that looks closely at NFL rookie values all year long. With your hosts, Swagzilla Zero G. We can't all be winners. And Mike, the feverish Fidero. It's never in a vacuum! Nothing is in a vacuum! The Rookie Fever Podcast. We're just having fun and we're working, baby. That's it, baby. Wait, wait, Welcome back to Rookie Fever episode, 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 episode. I don't know what episode this is. I always get, I always get it. Uh, I'm done. <laughs> you never know what episode it is through Rookie Fever player profiles. <laughs> you just don't. We'll figure it's it all later. messed up. I don't know if anyone really cares about the episode number. Man, I do. I need it. It's a crutch. <laughs> It's my intro. Like, we can't even do a show this week because I'm like, what happened? Welcome back to Rookie Fever episode. You know, it's just, Mm -hmm. I feel like somebody came through and just kicked my crutch out from underneath me. That's what it looks like. (laughs) (laughs) The good news is, though, I'm here as always with the feverish (laughs) Fenero. He's he's helping me put that back up under my arm and going to help me hold the weight up. Absolutely. Any way I can help. Ish, wish, or feverish. Whoa, we get another one of those? Those are the funnest. Man, so we got to get to ish, wish, or feverish. I got to talk to you first. How's it going? Good, man. How are you? <laughs> man, so I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like, I kind of like Aaron Rodgers less and less with every minute. Yeah, dude, I'm with you, man. And he's not a rookie, okay? <laughs> no, I hear you. But, but, as a segue, he does have a wish list. <laughs> he does, dude. It's freaking <laughs> enormous, right? It's a very long list of people that don't really make sense because I don't think he's yeah. aware that he has two stud wide receivers on that team already. Seriously, he, he it's like, I need Randall Cobb. <laughs> I need Alan Lazard. Give me a little Mercedes Lewis. If you could get... Ed Lacey to bring me some cheeseburgers. <laughs> that would be cool. I need is, Brett Favre to lick my boot. Is and Jordy then, Nelson around? And then he's going to have to be my backup. If you can get Brett Favre to be my backup, I'm in. <laughs> um, what else? Like, And it's just kind of like, I feel like he's just doing this weird yeah. like, like thing where he's wanted to have some kind of control for so long that now yep. that he has it, he's just like, man, okay. Like, and he's just kind of like, you guys want to come hang out with me over here too? And I don't get it. I'm, I'm getting that vibe as well. It's either that vibe or he's got one foot out and one foot in, right? He's just like, I don't even want to come back. So you got to really make me feel good about coming back. Does 60 yeah. million not make you want to come back? What the hell's going on with this guy? Uh, man, I just, it's crazy. I right? think it's crazy. Yeah, I, I it's funny. Through all of Aaron Rodgers quirks, I never really disliked him. Um he kind of spoke his mind. I know that, that he rubbed the people a lot uh, the wrong way, especially the the uh, Pat McAfee show and what he says and kind of stuff like that. That stuff never really bothered me. This is starting to really annoy the shit out of me. Yeah. Like as a fan, this is this is really annoying. Like I don't know how the Jets or the Packers are even putting up with it. Yeah. Then uh, Denny Carter tweeted out, the Jets are 
begging Aaron Rodgers to just Google Garrett Wilson's name. <laughs> I like that. Verbal like, retweet. I like it. But honestly, it's like, what the heck, dude? Like, when yeah. Tom Brady did it, he made the team better. He, he yeah. you know, oh, absolutely. it wasn't yeah. just like, let me go get my boys and like, and I want this. It's, it's just yeah. weird at this point. It is. And we all feel the same way. And he does not care how you feel. I know that as well. You know what, though? What? He's going to be a New York Jet. Seems like it. I think that he yearns for that big city spotlight. I think that he's proven that he likes the attention. Lazard is already there. Yeah. And I think it's going to happen. Yeah, it looks like it. I wonder who all is involved in the trade. And like, by the time this comes out, maybe we'll know all the pieces. Yeah. We are recording on a Tuesday this week. So if, if you're listening on Thursday or Friday, you're like, uh, yeah, we knew since Tuesday at midnight, you know, like, yeah, but that's, that's good to throw out there. Um, I don't know, dude. It's, it's just crazy. So I don't know if we're going to bring up any of these other players throughout the show that are involved or right. may or may not be. I will not be bringing up anyone. Uh, I don't know. Aaron it's Rodgers. just crazy. So, Finero. Yes. I don't know if you've seen my tweet. Maybe. That um, I, I, I mentioned throughout the 15 years Aaron Rodgers has been started starting. Because the, the question was, is Garrett Wilson a top five wide receiver now with Aaron Rodgers? So, we're assuming that's a done deal for this conversation. Is Garrett Wilson a top five wide receiver was the question I responded to. Okay. And my question to that question, <laughs> can't answer a question with a question, but this is, this is just how you got to think and dig a little bit sometimes. My question to that question was, how many times has Aaron Rodgers produced a top five mm. fantasy wide receiver? Top five. The answer to that question is eight. So just a little bit over 50% of the time. And how many of them were Devontae Adams? Three. Mm. Three were Jordy Nelson. Two were Greg Jennings. I love that you answered that for me. I was very curious. Yep. So so he's had it as of recently because I think Adams was 2020 and 2021 as well as 2018. Jordy Nelson was the first year Aaron Rodgers started in 20, 2008. And then I want to say 2010 or 2011. And then we went to Jordy and he got three. And, man, mm. you look at all the stats from those guys when they were the top five wide receivers. And they're freaking crazy. Like, yeah, definitely. Just stud numbers. But I want to say this. I don't think Garrett Wilson is a top five wide receiver with Aaron Rodgers in this landscape that we have with Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, right. AJ Brown, CD Lamb, a lot of guys. We could go DK Metcalf. I think that it's in the realm of possibilities. And I don't think it's bad if he's not one. I don't think that that's like, just the like he I don't think he has to be a top five fantasy wide receiver for me to be happy with Garrett Wilson. I think he's a wide receiver one. Yes, I do. Yep. Yeah. Coming from wide receiver twenty two last year. I think he could be that without Aaron Rodgers. I do too. That's a good point. So so yeah, I agree with that. But to put him in that like top five instantly just because of Aaron Rodgers. I think it's one of those, that's one of those things when I see it and everybody, like you see the votes and it was a strong towards like, definitely that's a no brainer. You see a lot of like, just kind of that kind of stuff, like no brainer, like, and you're like, well, did you decide to think about it or you're just, no brainer? <laughs> but when you really like look at it, you know, the odds, 
I guess you could say are in his favor because it's a little bit over 50%, but that's not like no brainer. <laughs> no, you know? no, it really isn't. But I like that you said it is in his range of outcomes. Yeah, definitely. You, you didn't eliminate it as a possibility. I wouldn't go there. I mean, he had a thousand yards in his rookie season with no quarterback. Yep. So, and, and then again, and then you have to add that if it does happen this year or next year, it doesn't, it doesn't just happen again and again and again. It's pretty rare for everybody. You know what I mean? Yep. And again, that's not a bad thing. So I don't think people should pay for a top five fantasy wide receiver, but man, I don't mind paying up. I don't, man. I, w- I want some Garrett Wilson. I- I'm all in. I'm feverish. <laughs> I am feverish, Fenero, for I some like Garrett it. Wilson. I got my first <laughs> share finally. Oh, congrats. And um, and I'm excited. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely feverish for Garrett Wilson, but I didn't get him thinking like I got Jamar Chase. Right. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, I, I, I like him with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, how like you said, you know, <laughs> like he you liked him with the three or four quarterbacks he had last year. Yep. I might have rather had Garrett Wilson throwing the ball, to be honest with you. But so, yeah, we'll 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 start with that, man. I'll go feverish on Garrett Wilson. And I'm sure you are, too. I know you mentioned that nobody like involved in those deals is somebody you're going to bring up. But, man, I am feverish. Nice. All right. All right. So I'll feverish, go feverish. <laughs> He's like, is he is he feverish or is he talking to me? <laughs> How do you feel about Elijah Moore? And like, is he going to end up being in the trade and going to the Packers? Or is he just going to be sitting behind Corey Davis and Alan Lazard and Randall Cobb? Yeah, I, I don't know. I think, Robert Tanyan? I, I think he's staying the Jet. I, I, I think that whatever happened last year is kind of beyond them. I think they were able to kind of flesh that out towards the end of the season. I'm not, not too worried about him like get, get going over to Green Bay. <sighs> but what does that mean if he stays there? What's wrong with that? I want him to stay there. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I mean, unless you're assuming that, you know, Randall Cobb is going to start over him and OBJ is going to be there. And, you know, unless you're going to go there, I'm not going there yet. I think I I got a little excited for Elijah Moore at the thought of. All right. I'm not going to make an assumption. I'm going to tell you something that's actual truth. Okay. No assumptions here. Corey Davis has outplayed Elijah Moore two seasons in a row and nobody gives a shit. I don't think that's not an assumption. I don't think the Jets care because I don't think they're going to sign him. Corey Davis is on the team. Isn't he a free agent? I believe he's on the team, three or four year contract. They could cut him. I think they save $10 million if they cut him or if they trade him away. Oh, you're right. You're right. The he's fact just on is, the, he's just on the cut trade list. That, that doesn't change the past <laughs> and the fact that everybody is in love with Elijah Moore for two subpar 600 yard seasons that he's been outproduced by Corey Davis, who everybody hates. It doesn't add up. It's lust. Why do we like Elijah Moore so much? And, and Fenero, I'm invested. I want him to do good, but, but maybe if we all think the same, somebody's not thinking. And that's what I'm here for, Fenero. You know that I, I just have to dig into this stuff a little bit, but th- this is the truth. He's been outproduced by Corey Davis two years in a row, and it's the healthy thing to do to shit on Corey Davis. But if we don't have hope for Elijah Moore, we're just <laughs> meh. that's an age thing probably too i think Corey davis is going to be 29 um Corey davis took quite a while if you want to if you want to go back and and rip on elijah moore for his first two seasons like go ahead and rip on Corey davis in his first two seasons you know what i mean i think they were both better than elijah moore's i'd say eight to 800 yards 
Yeah, almost think, a think, thousand yards. I think Corey Davis struggled. Um, I'd have Am to, I wrong I'd have about that? Are you looking at the stats? Or yeah, I'm gonna look at them up for you. But yeah, I'm gonna I, say I, like 800 yards at least, close to a thousand. When rookie year. So his rookie year, he had 375. Okay, that's not very good. Um, the following year, he had 891. Followed it okay. up with followed it up with 600. Followed it up. How with many nine. games? Um, the I third. Yeah, I don't have a on no. the particular thing that that I found very sure. Yeah, I don't have games. So played. the second year was pretty decent, though. Yeah, second year was good. Um, and and third year was not. Elijah Moore played more games and had less yards his second year. Yeah, well, there's no doubt. Like, if you want to make an argument that Elijah Moore had a shitty fucking second year, you're you're you're. I'm spot saying he kind of had no, a shitty first year. I think I think he had a he 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 had a rookie season that was yes, something to get excited about. Yes, because agreed, he had, agreed. He had a stint. How's I arguing? Towards the end of that, with again just like just crazy uh, back and forth quarterback play, and I'm not trying to I'm not trying to. I know Corey Davis is on that same team, so. Well, but I'm just not. I'm not looking at a. I'm not looking at Corey Davis and loving what I'm seeing here. I mean, the last two seasons combined, he doesn't have a thousand yards. Um, and you don't like that? In the last two seasons combined, he has not a thousand yards, or just over four ninety two and five thirty six. Yeah, so I don't, just over. Yeah, I don't like that. But he still outproduced Elijah Moore. Yeah, I understand that, but again, like it's it's one of those. And things you're fine where, with that? No, I'm fine. I'm I'm fine. <laughs> it's a small sample size. I just gave you Corey Davis's larger sample size, and it, I don't like that. I just and he had a good like second career. season. Yeah, he did have a good second. A crappy season. situation. Yeah, I think Elijah Moore Dude. with I think Elijah Moore with uh, Aaron Rodgers <laughs> is going to have a thousand yards. I know you're. I know you're trying so hard to like advocate for Elijah Moore right now, but all you're doing is like proving what I'm trying to say here. We are more comfortable shitting on certain players and hoping for other players as we create narratives, even though another player does better than the other one. We do this all the time. Elijah Moore Corey should Davis be a buy low. Corey Davis is not better than Elijah Moore. He's getting mad at me this time. Elijah Moore should be a buy low, but he's not. He's a okay. That's a different buy. argument. That's a different argument. And you started off by saying like everybody loves Elijah Moore. I, yeah, Elijah, Elijah I'm Moore's still value. There. Elijah Moore's value has plummeted. Like you can't tell me. I mean, Elijah Moore was like at one point was incredibly valuable, and, and he's not after a bad season. You're like, pretty invested, right? Oh yeah. Go try to move some. What and see what I can get? Yeah. Go try to buy some. See what it takes. Yeah. You don't know until you've actually felt the market. Right. And again, different, different argument. I, I, you know, the, the, the argument you made is that, you know, for some reason, if you like Elijah Moore, you're just wrong because Corey Davis had a better season last year. And I just, I didn't say anybody was wrong. (laughs) Um, I think you implied that it was, uh, improper, improper thinking to like a player that is underperforming versus a player that is doing better. What, man, what I'm actually arguing with. What I'm what I'm actually saying is is it safe for me to sit here and talk about how I want Elijah Moore to succeed? It's safe for me to go and tell you to go buy Elijah Moore. It's it's a safe place. Nobody's gonna crap on me for that. It's totally it's not safe 
for me to tell you that Corey Davis actually did better than Elijah Moore last year, even on a per game basis. That's not a safe place. And that actually happened. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. There's safety and there's no safety. And I don't care about being safe. If there's one thing you've learned from me over the years, Fenero, I don't give a shit about being safe. I think that's what I'm saying is, is I think it's kind of awkward that we do this often. It's safe to shit on Gabriel Davis, who's outproduced Elijah Moore. It's, it's not safe to shit on Elijah Moore. Is it, what is it? What has he done that makes it so like sacrilegious to, to, to tell this? I mean, I'm just being honest, man. Like, what is it because he's friends with AJ Brown? Like, I don't get it at this point. I, I want out, I guess. Like, yeah, you know what? I, I want out. <laughs> <laughs> well, apparently everybody loves them. So get out. Well, I told you about the one move I made and I did sell a share. I, I don't have as much as you. Um, and that was, you were on a little earlier than me, and then I got excited and tried to get in. Um, but I did move one of my shares. I, I think you get what I'm trying to say, even if you don't agree with me on this particular, like, player versus player. I, but I do think this happens all the time in the fantasy community. I agree with and, that. And I mean, I could, I could bring up player after player that's failed that we've sat here and debated about and, and, it just, and it still keeps happening. And I think your point is many of us are blind at a certain period of time to see it. And you're just trying to say, are you also blind? You know what I mean? Like, I'm looking at I'm it. Definitely I see not. it. I want out. Why is everyone else not one out? I think that's what I'm hearing. I mean, it's one of those things where I, I don't necessarily want everybody to want out. I, I don't care, but I'm going to take advantage of everybody wanting in. And, and it definitely makes me kind of want to stay away more. There's only, I, I think like it's kind of, it's just like there's only one more you want and it's DJ. <laughs> I, I, I don't know, man. Like nobody's talking about this stuff, man. Everybody's just talking about Aaron Rodgers and how, like, how many, how many 1,000 yard receivers is Aaron Rodgers going to have next year? He right. didn't have any last year. Yeah, he had a rough year last year. But all right, I can tell I'm bugging you. And <laughs> oh, I, no, it's all right. It's all right. You, we can talk about Elijah Moore all show if you want. I don't. And it was just, it's more of an example, though, a, a present day example of some of the things we do in fantasy football when we're looking for hope. And we've all had it for Elijah Moore, myself included. But now I was like, I'm not even talking to you anymore. <laughs> There's there's a uh, there's a, this thing in podcasting where where you uh, you look at a show sheet and you realize you haven't touched the first line where you don't want to add to the conversation much more because then it winds up being a forty minute show about a lot. I had more. a feverish. You did. <laughs> oh, I didn't get to mine. Sorry. <laughs> I believe I believe it was. Uh, I believe the feverish was um, Garrett Wilson. Is that is that? Do I recall that correct? No, you know the answer to that question. Is that like the question you know the answer to? Like, I'm not answering those. <laughs> Fenero, are you going to tell me a wish ish or ish? <laughs> only, only if you'd like me to. Uh, I think this one. I think this one will get you feverish. I'm, I'm feverish about Jameson Williams, dude. Um, 
basically Detroit treated treated his entire rookie season as a red shirt season, and, and rightfully so. They weren't going to win anything. I get it. Um, got injured in the Alabama game. National championship was a pretty big deal very late in the season. Drafted 12th overall, Swags. I know you know all this, but I got to remind our listeners, this is a 12th overall pick. Damn. Just because we didn't see him. He didn't even see the field until week 13. But then even when he was on the field, and again, Swags knows this, but he's on a pitch count. Never had more than 20 snaps in a single game. But yet you still saw defenses adjust to him while he was on the field because he's that kind of player, dude. Mm -hmm. Like. Even on a limited workload, you can see his explosive speed, what he brings to the table, how defense has to adjust to him. And I just feel like he's going to be a major factor next year. I love what Detroit's doing. I'm excited about that team. And Jameson Williams, I don't know how you can't be feverish about this dude. Yeah, don't know I love it. You, don't know how you can't be feverish. And Dan Campbell even recently said that he views Jameson Williams as an extra first round pick this year. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> so yeah, how, that I, absolutely excited for Jameson. Yeah, I know He's you. A tough are. one to acquire too. I know you are. When when you went Garrett Wilson, I was like, oh wow, he didn't go Jameson Williams. I thought that was uh, low hanging fruit. I'm definitely definitely want to get tickets to that show. I mean, I can't even imagine being a Detroit fan. Like when you get held back with something that you know is going to be good, and you don't get to see it. Like you didn't get to see it pretty much all season. I don't care what he did in week. No, you know, yeah, you saw the touchdown. You, know, you just didn't really get to see him. So this is this is going to be 100% healthy. Please, God, 100% healthy. Um, and just all systems go. I just, wow, yeah. And I, I mean, honestly, man, I don't know if there was anybody that was more underrated than Goff in the second half of the season. He was playing so well. And now you give him Williams on top of that. I just, uh, it's a beautiful thing. Very feverish. You can tell. I'm excited. Yeah. I love it. Hopefully a healthy Swift. Yeah, that would be nice. I mean, it, it'll just open up more, though, just being honest, man. But, yeah, I'm absolutely excited for Jameson Williams. What's the price to acquire? Uh, I mean, as the season approaches and stuff, I mean, it, it, people are getting more excited, probably more feverish about being able to finally play him. So it's it's going up every day, I would assume. The time to do it was the end of last season. Fenero. <laughs> I'll tell you, this is, I, this is what I think is low-hanging fruit. I am very feverish now for somebody I was like moderately excited about, and that's Daniel Bellinger after, what's his name going there, Waller. You're feverish about Bellinger now. Um, no, I'm ish. Oh, there I we said go. feverish. There we go. You, you got me, but yeah, I am ish. More sense. Yeah, like I've got no, a fever like you. it's gross. <laughs> 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 like I don't even, I didn't even get that one. I don't want to go on a rant again and keep us off topic, but the first thing I thought when I saw that your Giants traded for Waller, why didn't they sign Barkley to a deal? Mm. That's the first thing that went through my head. Like, you make this move for a dude that's been kind of banged up the last couple of years and wouldn't sign. I don't know. Dude, the thing that went through my head um, since you brought Waller up, he signed a three-year, $51 million contract extension. Less than a year ago, September 9th, 2022, in which he received $22 million guaranteed. Why did they get rid of him? Yeah. Now, you know, and I don't, he's had. So some what are the Giants on the hook for? Do you know? A season? Third, third. Oh, like how much to pay him? Yeah. I think it's like 11 mil. Okay. Something like that. Like 10 or 11 mil. Um, 
He's had some issues off the field. I'll just leave it like that. I think everyone knows what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, and the injury last year kept him off the field what, for what I thought was longer than the injury really should have been. I think I'm a little nervous. I'm cautiously optimistic about this acquisition. I'm I'm just a little nervous that the Raiders wanted to move like, on from you'd him. You'd almost for be excited to see him fail the physical. <laughs> Dude, I'm I'm really I, I hope I hope he's I hope everything's all right. I this doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know why the Raiders move on like this unless it's like this some sort of Car Waller thing. It just doesn't add up. I heard on the Pat McAfee show they were trying to do the math. They didn't understand like what the hell like what's going on contractually or with the team or like what I don't know, man. And I'm just really, really nervous that there's some personal issue and that's not going to show up on a medical. And uh, we're going to we're going to find out after the fact. Now, we haven't signed Waller, so it's not like we'd be on the rope for anything past this one year. So maybe that's the thing. Maybe you bring them in. You're excited. You excite the fan base and then you see what you have and make sure there aren't any warts. But I don't know, man. I'm a little concerned. So little are concerned. you acquiring... The issue, Dan- Daniel Bellinger now cheaper than if people worried worried or are you just yeah out? I mean I mean I would assume I would assume that uh, well two things one is is you know eleven personnel I believe it's two tight ends I mean two tight ends can happen uh, uh, we don't have any pass catchers really on the team as of right now we don't have a draft yet we don't have free agency we don't have any acquisitions there so there would be a little bit for for Bellinger to to continue to grow as a rookie. And as we always say, like, we don't expect much in the first two or three seasons. So they move on from Waller. To your point, Bellinger would be dirt cheap right now with the news coming out against Waller. You could get him for next to nothing. So, like, yeah, I could see something like that. Yeah, absolutely. Why not? Yeah. Why not? He flashed enough, I think, to to invest uh, some crappy fourth-round pick for him. I think you, you could easily lift him for that. Easily. Yeah. I'll try. I'll try to get him for a fourth. Yeah, you know what? I... You bring up a lot of things that I don't I don't often think about. I, I I will tend to tend to not care about a player like that. But on a, in a deep league, why the hell not? Yeah, why not? Why not? That's a, that's I, a, that's I have a like game. a if there's a player you like, <clears throat> unless you're like in a situation where you have to start moving players away to make space for your rookie picks or get guys off IR or taxi. There's nobody on your team. That's not worth at least a fourth. Mm. Mm. What about Jalen Rager? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can get a fourth for Jalen Rager. And I well, am Jalen Rager there on are, a team. I don't think I can get a fourth. For. You know, that that's a whole nother topic. There are some <laughs> players on your team that you should just drop at this point. I agree. I agree, sir. And and sometimes that's tough, dude. I agree. You're you'll right. have like the crappiest players, like even worse than Rager, <laughs> and you're still like, well, <laughs> if he this happens or this happens, like I might be able to trade him for a third or a fourth. Yeah. And he's just like taking up space, and everybody else is actively using your waiver wire and taking players you could have had mm. because you have. I don't know. Jalen <laughs> Rager. Trying to think of somebody. Yeah, Jalen Rager. <laughs> That'll just be our Travis uh, Fulgham. Yeah, have some Ashton Doolin. Uh, but <laughs> I am ish on Daniel Bellinger. My ish is going to surprise the shit out of you, Swags, because this is a player that I uh, through the off season last year just uh, was all over. 
Damian Pierce is on my ish list. He was almost in my danger zone last week, and here's why. So we've been saying that Houston has other needs. We've been saying it for a while, right? Well, they have other needs. They're not going to draft a guy. And, and, and I get that, but they also have no depth behind Damian Pierce, right? We got Mike Boone, Dare, Umbumbulagwe, right? Right, that guy? <laughs> and Royce. Yeah. Drop Royce Freeman. That guy. Right. If you got Darren Bagley, he's one of the <laughs> So they so they need a running back, right? Um Pierce missed four weeks at the end of last season with a high ankle sprain. And then you had to look at Houston's draft capital. They're the second overall, the twelfth overall, thirty-fourth overall, sixty-eighth overall, sixty I'm sorry, sixty-sixth overall, uh, a third a not two thirds, a fourth. There's a lot of draft capital here, not to mention the four sixes and the two sevens. Pierce is a brawler. I love him. I I, I don't want to. I don't want to put him on the ish list. But why not get some lightning to this kid? Why not get a complimentary back and help him out a little bit on day three? I th- and, and oh, I forgot to mention they had the third most money to spend in free agency with thirty eight million over the cap. On top of that, so I'm starting to get a little ish on my. My man crush from last offseason, Damian Pierce. I don't know, man. <sighs> Just a I get worried, it. I, I get say. some of the concern in like the draft capital and Yeah. I hope I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. So I'm just getting a little little concerned. I think they're a big fan of him there. Good. I love it. I mean I, I own and a lot of Damian Pierce, so I know that there's gonna come a time in the off season that I'm gonna shit on coach talk and tell everybody not to listen to it. Mm-hmm. But man, if I can use it for a narrative in my story, that will, <laughs> I'm, I might, you know. And yeah, I, hear you. I, I hear that he fits Ryan's offense well, and he's raving about him. Damian Pierce seemed excited to meet him. Um, those are just kind of some of the things I'm seeing, like when I pop up and like, because um, whenever I'm trying to like acquire a player really hard or going after him, and that's how I like sort of determine some of the th- players I'm actually feverish about or ish about or wishing for. I I try to stay updated, you know, and like see what's going on with them and especially players like that where they have like new coaches, the fourth round draft capital. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and you're still hearing good things. Every time I go to trade him away, I, I pull back a little. I'm having a hard time, I guess. So I'm somewhere in between your your ish and feverish. I guess he's a wish for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost acquired so I another it, share. But I, I know, dude, right? Share. And yeah. and even with that, I'll, I'll be trying to sort of buy and like, eh, mm-hmm. who's got him? And then I'm like, yep. yeah, maybe not, you know? <laughs> so I don't know what the he's price concerning. is. He's, a, he's got a little concern attached to him. But What uh, about, so I'm going to give you Stefan Diggs. No, you're giving Stefan Diggs to me. You're giving Stefan Diggs to me. Okay. And I'm going to give you Damian Pierce and Elijah Moore. <laughs> well, best player Talked about did. Stefan Diggs a couple weeks ago on the show with you. We determined he has till 2027. He yeah, is he 29 years old. He balls out. Yeah, he does. How are you feeling about this trade here? I'm going to take the Diggs side. I just He's the best player on both sides, and I feel like he comes with zero risk. Mm-hmm. I don't want to make it super easy two. for you either. You didn't though. make it. You didn't make it easy. Um, what if I would have said Damian Pierce and Traylon Burks? Mm, there you go. Is that too easy? Does that change? Yeah, that changes. Yeah. So now, 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 context matters a little bit more. Win now. I want digs. But yeah. Um, what if I change? I want to give yeah, you now. I'm going to give you Kenneth Walker. I'm going to give you Kenneth Walker and Elijah Moore for digs. Yeah, I'll take the. 
I'm going to take the chance that Elijah Moore bounces back. So I'm going to take that kind of Walker side. Is it draft capital? Is it the coaches? Is it because Pierce Pierce played good while he played? Walker missed some time too. Yeah, it's that. Um, I think it's also for me. It was the two or three games before he got hurt, mm-hmm. where he he didn't he not only didn't play well, they were like monster duds. Like we're talking yep. about like less than four points in a game. Played some strong I, defenses and Davis Mills was out of those games, right? Right, but strong defenses is something you're gonna have to play, right? And and the other thing too is like, you know, Houston is in a rebuild and they're not gonna be good and they're gonna be behind and that means you throw the ball and you don't run it and he hasn't proven to be a pass catcher and yeah, I just there's there's just there's mm-hmm. enough doubt in there where as much as I love him, I, I try to, I try to, you know, he's, he's one of those players I was right about, right? And, and I feel like that's a danger, just like you kind of mentioned at the top of the show, too. Like, you know, like, well, this guy is supposed to be good and, and I drafted him high and I traded a first for him and you, you kind of sit on that. And I, I, I want to be careful with Damian Pierce not to like, he was really fun. He was amazing. He was, he was a value. He, well, I'm actually eventually became not a value, but, you know, like, so all those things make you feel so good about Damian Pierce. I want to try not to ride that too long and, and still be realistic about the player and say, I've seen really good players go away. I've seen James Robinson. I've seen, you know, I've, I've seen these things that don't make any sense to me happen. And I don't want to wait for it per se. It doesn't mean that I don't like Damian Pierce. Mm-hmm. It just means that I'm concerned, you know, and when you're going to put him into a, in a trade, and you throw Kenneth Walker in comparison, you know, stat wise, you could sit there and say, you know, whoa, you know, Kenneth Walker had a good a good year. But I so would take Damian Kenneth Pierce. Walker as well. I, well, I hear, most yeah. people will. I mean, he's like, yeah, he's probably a top five RB in Dynasty right now. All right, so. one more, yeah, one more, Damian Pierce or David Montgomery. That's a good one. Um, I might go. I might go Pierce there. I might go Pierce there. Montgomery is slowly dropping each year into this RB2 territory. And now he's a free agent. He's a free agent, which means he's going to get a change of season, which is not necessarily a good thing. And he's getting that much older. So I, and and it doesn't look like Chicago's doing anything to retain him and they know him better than anyone. So I kind of feel like I'll take that younger back on the chance that he's just that guy. Like just his heart and his will is stronger than his draft capital. And he just, he's just that guy. I'll take that. I'll take that chance on that one. Yeah, I I, I hear that. I think That's I would a really too. good one. So I, I actually made that trade at the end of last season on a non-contender. Mm-hmm. I traded Montgomery away, and I think in that moment, you and I were both like, "Holy cow!" Yes, you know, for being out of contention and everything. Right. But today, yeah, it's kind of like ah. I get what you're saying too, because Damian Pierce, he's on the older side for a second year running back for yep. a second year running back. Yeah. So I get what you're saying. I wish Dalton Schultz completely away <laughs> for a little Jake Ferguson. Give me some Ferguson. You know it, man. <laughs> I, I want to see what will happen with one of these young guys. And I think that that would be a great offense for it. I think Dalton Schultz has kind of done admirable in the role, but I think Ferguson is the guy you want to get before anything else happens with Dalton Schultz, whether it's him going to another team or just you're not seeing it work out for him in signing with Dallas. I I wish 
Schultz to go away and them to, well, then we have to have, I, I mean, I'm going to keep rubbing the lamp here. Then we need to have them not bring anybody else yes, in. Yes, that's my bigger concern. Yep. And give him the opportunity that I want him to have for this scenario. Just to even be yep. like, you know, a top eight to five, which isn't much, guys. Like, I'm not, <laughs> you know, I'm asking yeah. for five to 700 yards for Ferguson. Yeah, and, I, and th- th- that would be my biggest concern. All the mocks um, that I've been peeking at, which mean absolutely nothing. Asterisk right there. But A lot of tight ends in the class. There's a lot of good tight ends in this class. Daniel Jeremiah thinks it's the best tight end class in the last decade. Um, whether that's true or not, it's a deep class. I like quite a few of the tight ends in it as opposed to last year. And last year surprised us. Um, and on top of that, Jake Ferguson doesn't have a body of work for Dallas to really look at. So it concerns me a little bit that they would draft one. But if they don't, I do believe Dalton Schultz is gone. So if they don't, Jake Ferguson is definitely next man up and his value will go up for sure. So yeah. I like that one, man. I like that. It's a good wish. I'm wishing. Yeah, it would definitely I'm, not be spring, a fever, man. I'm waiting. When nice those dandelions wish. start popping up, I'm going to be blowing them. <laughs> my Howling wish. everywhere. My wish has to do with some news that's coming out about a player as well. And this is affects a 2023 landing spot. So my wish will not be in the 2022 class for this one. My wish is Ooh, for the I 20, like it. is for the emergence of a 2023 landing spot that we did not see coming. My wish is that Austin Eckler gets his wish and gets traded, leaving a big, fat, juicy landing spot for a 2023 rookie. So I, could you imagine a Zach Sarbanet or a Jameer Gibbs on the Chargers? I Ooh. like it a lot. Woo! Woo! Imagine even... John Lobb. What, what would John Lobb do <laughs> if Zach Charbonnet went to the freaking Chargers with no Austin Eckler? What would he do? I think that might be John. That might be one of the first things that silences you. <laughs> you might not know what to say. You'd just be in awe, and you'd be like, you. He would be excited. I can hear his laugh right now. <laughs> Do you not hear it? I hear his laugh right now, dude. Um, I that, like that dude, but I, I want to uh, stay with you on that. And okay. and people are gonna think I sound stupid. Why? I don't care if Austin Eckler's still there. I still I still like your. I oh, still like it. Okay, you still like that landing spot. Okay, with the offense has changed there, and I mean we don't even know that it's gonna be going to Eckler the way it has been the last few years in the passing game because that's where he's made his bread and butter. So. Only yeah, I don't schedule. even mind it, dude. I, dude. I mean, there's there's a reason it, Eckler all of a sudden like wants to be traded. I don't think it's just about money. And there's also a reason that they don't want to just all of a sudden pay him. And he's just like, fine, I'm leaving. That doesn't just happen. And then they're like, yeah, seek a trade, dude. We're done. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> oh, he's, that, he's that, set- He's set to make six million, which is which is a little, I would argue, a little below his market value. He has ten more touchdowns in the last two seasons than any other running back in the league. So I think he wants to get paid. I think I think it is about getting paid. I think he's getting older, and if he doesn't get paid now uh, with the organization that he's with, somebody will pay him, and it's going to be a contender, and maybe that excites him as well. But I do, I do like your take on because I think uh, I know during my profiles in 2022, a lot of people were hoping a back would go behind Eckler because Eckler himself has said, "Bring another back in. I don't want to run the ball 300 times a year. Bring one in." And we've all been excited about that too. They just can't find the two. 
It's very yeah. clear they cannot find the two. So it just becomes more attractive if there's no Eckler so, and there's just somebody so, thrown into that spot. So, Austin Eckler, <laughs> what you're saying is you want to be paid for the full-time job that you don't want to do full-time. Yeah, very good point. Very good point. That would probably be what... That would probably be what the Chargers are telling him right now or have already told him. It's like, I'm sorry. Like, you you don't want to be our full-time back. You're that much older, and you want to get paid like the number one running back in the league. I get it. Your stats are telling me, <laughs> but you're also 28 years old. So you're saying we don't need you for the job we're paying you to do? Yeah, I think he's I think he's going to get his wish, dude. I think he's going to get traded. Yeah, I like that. I like that as a landing spot, too. Mm-hmm. Love it as a landing spot. I'm curious, too, to see what ends up happening with as like free agency pans out and you see some of these quarterbacks. And I mean, we talked about it a little bit last week, too, and like everything's starting to take shape. Who like what's going to change in this landscape for who's going to be taking quarterbacks now? Like not the first couple quarterbacks, but the ones that fall a little bit. Yeah. Who maybe moves up? Mm -hmm. What happens to Desmond Ritter? Do we care about Taylor Heineke there? Like those kind of things, you know, um, can Ritter win that battle first of all, and then do, are the Falcons going to bring in somebody else? Yeah, there's a lot of questions. This is the best time of year for all that stuff. We're all going to guess. We're all going to start to wonder, and we're we're all going to hypothesize, and then we get told, and then we're like, okay, let's change everything now that we know the real truth. But it's a yeah. it's a fun it's a fun time to speculate and start talking about it. Like I never, if you would have told me this morning, Darren Waller was going to be on the Giants, I would have said why. Yeah. You know, they yeah, have a young tight end, crazy. you know, this, this, this guy just signed with them. Like, I know there's trade rumors that worries me. You know what I mean? There's like so many things that don't make sense that NFL teams do that. It almost makes no sense to speculate, but it's still fun. So I'll do Today it. made such little sense that I started imagining James Jones running down the field in a hoodie again. <laughs> I did see that tweet. Not exactly that, but I, I, I did see a tweet where he said, now Roger's going to start asking for James Jones to come off. It's just craziness. <laughs> yeah. He, he, yeah. Just to bring it full circle, I'm kind of had it with Aaron Rodgers at this point. It's interesting. You never know, too, because like, it's really easy for us to sit here impatiently and want to see this happen. We want to move on with our teams. We want our NFL teams to move on, our dynasty teams. For all we know, they're going back and forth. They're figuring out all the contracts, their negotiations. They're trying to make some numbers work before they pull the trigger on this. Like, hence, like trying to get Alan Lazard signed before they take on Aaron Rodgers' contract is different than having Aaron Rodgers' contract and then trying to bring their guys in to sign because they're going to be bringing on a $50 million a year contract. Yeah. So they have to try to work some of these other contracts in before they pull the trigger on that trade. No. They do, and I agree that it's complicated, but thing that I don't think a, a list of demands makes it less complicated. You know oh, I, I agree mean? with that. I agree with that. <laughs> like I just don't get that, man. Like you it just I don't yeah. I mean we we we've talked that to the bone, but yeah, no, I, I agree one hundred percent. It it is it is uber complicated to bring that on when you weren't expecting to and this in one year just try to make room for it. Yeah. And then you also need to think like Okay, what are we willing to do if if Aaron Rodgers is our quarterback for one year? You know, like it, there's all that talk. Like, what do we yeah. do after one year? Like, what, do we can, can we can we make this guy play us play for us for three years? No, nobody can make Aaron Rodgers play for three years. Aaron Rodgers is going to do whatever the hell he wants to do. So, like yeah. that, you're also getting involved in that. And there's got to be so many different minds and so many different opinions in the room. And there's probably se several with different opinions. 
So no, I don't think it's easy at all. I think it's it's hard as hell to bring a, a player like Aaron Rodgers into an organization. Yeah, but I I agree with everything we've said about Rodgers throughout the show. Mm-hmm. I'm just also saying there probably is also some stuff that we don't know about going on as yeah. they try to make this happen. I'm surprised we know as much as we do, to be honest. Yeah. Most of this so. usually happens behind the curtain. I think that so much of it is public for some reason. Yep. It's crazy, though. It is. Now, if we started the show off with, would you rather have Alan Lazard or Elijah Moore? <laughs> I'd probably, I'd take Elijah Moore. Like, I don't get it. I don't, I, 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 don't, I don't get it, to be clear. I, I do not get it. Uh, but, but. <laughs> he, 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 he. <laughs> <laughs> he is at Outmark TV. I am at Swag00G. This is Rookie Fever. And we are unfortunately out. Rookie Fever. When you kiss me, fever when you hold me tight. Fever. In the morning, fever all through the night. Sun lights up the daytime. Something you all know Fever isn't such a new thing Fever started long ago now Who got the one-on-one scouting has never done this to be full and run I told you anyone Size be just unreal Landing spot not ideal Wait, what's this breakout A full rookie fever stage Romeo loved Juliet Juliet, she felt the same When he pulled his arms around her He said, Julie, baby, you're my friend I'll give a fever When we kiss it Fever with our flame in you Fever I'm a fire Fever, yeah, I burn for soon Cause I got the fever, now you got the fever, so she got the fever, and she got the fever, no cure for the fever, so let's beat the fever, thank God for the fever, thank God for the fever.